Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, this is your friendly neighborhood podcaster Alfred and just wanted to put a quick disclaimer uh, on this episode before it gets started. Uh, on the back end of it when we're doing the what do you do game, um, I actually had an incident live while we were recording. I uh, You'll hear it, I didn't edit it out, but um, it might be jarring for some people. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, I end up laughing so hard that I lose my breath and I pass out and you hear me kind of crumple to the ground and uh, I hit my head and actually I got a concussion and I'm so I'm still in recovery for that it's been it's been kind of a hard week but um, I honestly don't know how I made it through the rest of that the rest of this episode um, but I'm, I'm in good spirits and I'm doing everything I can to, to get better. Appreciate all you listeners out there and everyone who's um, wished me well so far. And without further ado, here's episode 125. So enjoy y'all. Stay safe, whatever it takes. characters you wear a mask peter or i'm gonna kill you and everyone you love with coronavirus i'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster alfred and i'm chris more masks for me gossetus comic stuff (laughs) mask up ladies and gents that's right you don't want falcon to pull a gun on you no no not falcon vulture falcon you want Falcon. falcon Falcon, man, he's on your left. He's Just on your left. He's got a, please, gl- a gun pointed believe. at you. Please believe. He will not hesitate. He, oh, dude, he's had enough. <laughs> he's had a lot to deal with. I don't blame him. Um, Actually, totally tangential to that. If you guys haven't checked out a, a thing on YouTube, they're, got, they're called the Corridor Crew. It's a group of guys that do special effects work and stunt work. Oh, yeah, those um, MCATs. What was that? I was just going to say, I've been watching that stuff OD. Yeah, 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 man, those guys are good. Actually, I think I've mentioned this before, but I've talked to a couple of them online before. Uh, they're really nice. And um, they've been doing a lot. They've been trying to, to continue creating new content, uh, given the new circumstances, socially distanced and all that. But they've been doing a lot of cool, like, good CGI, bad CGI videos. Yeah. They have... One of the stunt guys, the guy who stunted for Anthony Mackie in Civil War in one of their most recent episodes. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, you know, they kind of break down some of the Civil War scenes and I think maybe even some of, uh, uh, maybe one of the Avengers films that he's in. And it's really cool stuff. Like, if you're looking for something to, to, to veg out on, it's, it's perfect. I was actually, uh, the reason I did that non sequitur kind of like, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was because I caught uh, Homecoming again on FX because oh, okay. they show it like seven times a day now. There you go. I mean, they pay for rights, so. <laughs> I just totally forgot he actually pulls a gun on Peter Parker. Yeah. 
fucking crazy. That scene is so intense. Yeah, man. It's... And I, mean, I, I was thinking when I was rewatching it, though, I was like, man, Peter could just handle this right now. Like, it, he doesn't need the suit to have super strength or the strength of a spider equivalent. Yeah, I mean, he is fast, but is he fast enough to, like, I guess you could, like, kick the chair or something. But, like, then Liz would know. Uh, she about she was hours away from finding out anyway. I guess that's true. But like, I mean, if he like kicked the back of Toombs's chair and like knocked him through the front of the car, right. uh, that's a that's a big baller move. And he was just the uh, you know he was a he was a he was a baby point guard in that movie. Yeah, he's not a he's not a big baller brand. <laughs> never never lost. Ah uh, man, Chris, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, maintaining best we can. Uh, for some of those that are listening and are wondering, like, where have you guys been? Where the hell have you guys been? We're here. Um, if you haven't checked it out, we'll touch on this a little more, a little bit later in the pod as well. But we, we guested on Dork Dad's podcast, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then later that week, I actually went on Col- Collecting Weekly's Auxiliary After, after Dark channel, their YouTube channel. Ooh, and, After and, Dark? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally talked about... <laughs> A hundred percent like that. <laughs> and I talked about, like, comic books for, like, at least two hours. It was... Nice. I can't watch it because it's just me talking forever. And I'm like, nope, don't want any of that. <laughs> no, thank you. You got camera ready? I was No. I did the thing where I just threw our logo up again. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I don't... I don't need my, my face on the internet again. You made the list! <laughs> Um, let's go ahead and, and drop down into what we've got to talk about this week. It's actually kind of a lot. I, I thought, you know, when we were putting together the, the rundown, the slack, it's like, yeah, oh, there's not going to be that much. We should probably, you know, fill it in with other things that we do. So, you know, it'll be a worthwhile podcast for the listeners. And then I started, right. it's just a lot, it's a lot of stuff. All right, here we go. Drop for the, for the rundown. Uh, let me hit you with this real quick. Okay. I like that. That's actually good. Let's keep that one. I like that. All right. uh, so we've got, and we'll talk about, this will be obviously the first thing we talk about, but Joel Schumacher passed away since our last pod mm. at the age of 80. We'll get more into that. Um, ben Affleck is back as Batman. And we'll explain what that means and kind of get our reactions to that. Marvel has gained two, uh, I mean, I would say pretty big nay maybe gigantic mm-hmm. pop culture sci-fi horror icons out of this world for Inks, sure definitely alex mack all the way uh into their <laughs> publishing fold uh we will we will very quickly recap some of the things that we talked about on the dork dad podcast as well as collecting weekly after dark that i was on we're going to touch on superman Man of Tomorrow animated trailer, a trailer that was released for that uh, animated movie that's going to be coming out. Uh, We got to see the first inkling of what Zack Snyder's Justice League might end up looking like. Uh, Mm. They teased it for HBO Max, and I definitely have thoughts. I think you have thoughts. Are they the same thoughts? You're going to have to listen and find out. Um, Christopher Barnes, who was mostly known... I mean, he was one of the Brady Bunch kids in the... Wasn't he, uh, wasn't he a small forward? He's, yeah, yeah, man. Pretty, yeah. pretty good defensively? 
Yeah, he had a lot of tattoos. Definitely yeah. love to smoke some weed before the games. Didn't he swing on like uh Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher? Yeah. Definitely, hundred percent. You're thinking of Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Barnes was one of the Brady kids in the in the Brady Bunch remake from the nineties. Nobody cared who I was before I stole the Hawaiian Idol. There you go. It's a cursed idol. Uh, but he was also the voice of Spider-Man in the 90s Fox cartoon. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We'll get into, we'll get into why he's relevant now. Uh, we're going to touch on the new Transformers trilogy that's going to be on Netflix. That's an animated thing. They just dropped what is their final trailer. Um, then we've got... J.J. Abrams is back, baby. And he's not messing with Star Wars anymore. So I guess he's going to rile up another fandom and get them pissed about stuff. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And obviously he and or the author of this article that we looked at definitely listens to the podcast. So shouts <laughs> to Rachel slash Raquel. And last but not least, we're going to have another segment bringing back a classic. What'd he do? And boy, I just, I don't know what you've got, Chris, but I'll tell you, at least one of mine is an Alzheimer. Yeah. For sure. I guarantee it. All right. All right, but let's, let's jump in. Yeah. All right, let's get those, let's get those Undertaker bells going for Joel Schumacher. He passed away at the age of 80, a very accomplished uh, director and producer. Uh, very divisive in the comic fan community because he he was responsible for Batman Forever and Batman and Robin mm. coming off the heels of the dark gothic twisted version take on Batman by Tim Burton. And, um, you know, the interesting thing is if you look at a film that Joel Schumacher did called 8mm. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is amazing. <laughs> and it's very dark, and it's like, honestly, if you were to tell me that that character was Bruce Wayne, like the lead character of 8mm, Man. if that was just, if you just named that character Bruce Wayne, it kind of fits. Like, he's, a, he's sort of a, a, a man who's, tr- who's trying to be a detective, who's trying to get to the bottom of some seedy, under-dwelling you know, of the city kind of shit, and it's really good. And you could, I could easily see why Warner Brothers saw that film and was like, oh, this guy can do Batman. Mm. For sure he can do Batman. I would have thought the same thing. And <laughs> then you see what Joel Schumacher does with Batman, and you're just like, is this the same guy? Like, what happened here? Do um, you have any thoughts on Schumacher, uh, Mr. Schumacher there, Chris? Yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> hot take. Yeah. I, I, by the way, love the coronavirus cough. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout outs. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm giving blood tomorrow, and they're gonna test me. And I mean, I feel I've been other than I mean, I have a, allergies are terrible, but like, uh, I mean, I'll you know, guys, seriously, uh, positive energy and vibes to your friendly neighborhood podcaster here, please for tomorrow. Little uh, did Freddie know it would be an algebra test. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I, I was just gonna say like. um uh, hot take. I, I don't really mind Batman Forever that much. It's, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Please go ahead. I have something to add to that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll qualify it. Um, I don't think you need to, but do what you Seal, want. Seal, Kiss from Rose. Uh, classic. Banger. Classic. Banger. 90s, 
90s kid born and raised over here. Is the Pumpkins uh, on that soundtrack either, or is that on the next one? I don't remember. Uh, either way, it's on one of those two, and it's a it's a banger as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, actually, didn't mind Val Kimmer's take on the be- on, on Bruce. Yeah. Uh, you got Nicole Kidman up in there. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. Come on. Jim Carrey at peak Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, before before uh, Batman Forever, he did Falling Down. Uh, he did Flatliners. The Lost. Yeah, Wolf. Falling Down. Shit, man, that movie's. Also great. Right? <laughs> Flatliners is great too. It's yeah. It, it's so it's there. It, it's there. I, I I don't know. I think it's a product of the '90s for sure. Just because um, all the neon shit going on and all the kind of fluorescent light bats that were kind of used by the Joker gang or whatever it was. Sure. All this the stuff. Rollerblades. Yeah. Yeah. All the stuff that later gets used in Batman Beyond. That's it's true. That is true. That is true. No, good point. I actually was going to say, to piggyback off of your point, I've noticed that when people talk about Batman and uh, Forever and Batman and Robin, there's a bit of like nostalgia fondness for these two films. Um, right. Sort of really hyper-realizing what they are and how campy they are, but just mm-hmm. kind of being like, you know what, it's, it's, it's fucking popcorn fun. Like, it's just, everything's dialed to like 12 <laughs> and you just let it happen. You just let it wash over you, and you just enjoy it. And like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze is just fucking ridiculous. Chill out. But it's like it's kind of fun when you like go back and watch it. It's like it's it's almost like he watched Tim Burton. He studied Tim Burton. And he what what went back and watched Adam West and yeah. studied them. Yeah. So it, it's totally a product. I mean, it was the third iteration of the franchise. Sure, absolutely. And I, I kind of think this is what I think happened. I think they signed Joel Schumacher, and they said, "We don't want you to do what Tim did. We definitely want your take." And then somebody gave him like a laser disc of the Batman '66 television show, mm. and then he just like maybe watched one episode and was like, "I got it." <laughs> <laughs> say no say less say less i'm already on it we've already got the first week in the can what do you mean joel you just hired it's already in uh you know he's he's ready tomorrow um yeah i mean i think and you know what i'll say i'll even say this he took a lot of chances he take he made, he made some really big swings in those films hmm so, like, you know, people complain about the MCU and it's like it's too safe and they follow a formula, an insanely uh, profitable, uh, enjoyable formula, by the way, but like a formula. Uh, these two films just go off the fucking walls <laughs> immediately. Literally, the Batmobile drives up a building like in the first 10 minutes of one of those films. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but he took big swings. Like, it totally was different from anything we had seen before. Mm-hmm. So I mean, props to Joel Schumacher. Love yeah, I mean, him or hate him, he definitely he did some stuff. I think I'm um, speaking for both of us, which is kind of a risky in- enterprise to begin with. But he was director, man. Uh, it's like in Glorious Bastards, where uh, she goes like, "It's we respect our we respect directors in this country." Uh, where did that go? He he got to do something that a lot of people aspire to. So Yeah. Well, not only that, absolutely. And not only aspire to, but can't do even if they were given the opportunity. Yep. Like to world build on that scale and to see yeah. it through and to make and like here's the thing, those films are wild as shit, 
but they both look good for the time in which they're made. Like, they're well-made films. Joel Schumacher was not messing around. You know, he knew what to do behind the lens, so... Mm -hmm. Props. And sad, you know, sad to say, you know, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's move on. Um, more Batman talk, though. I mean, lucky if he's gonna listen... I hope he listens to this episode, he's gonna love this one, because it's just <laughs> so much Batman in here. Batfleck is back, baby. Uh... He signed a contract specifically to play Batman, but it's kind of odd because it's it seems to be within the confines of HBO Max. Mm. And so I, I dug a little deeper, and I was like, well, what, what is this? Because this just sounds weird. Like, are they going to develop some, like, vignette show where he's just going to show up, kind of I like... Say, is it just going to be extra content for the films? So... This is what I've, what I've managed to find. Apparently, and, and this also makes me think, like, okay, so I think the rumor we heard originally was that Zack Snyder was given $30 million to CGI, re-edit, ADR, the Justice League film into mm-hmm. whatever he wanted kind of thing. It's a hefty bag. It is a hefty bag, but if they're signing principal actors like Ben Affleck, Mm. to do more scenes so that they can recut the Justice League movie into whatever Zack Snyder wants. Like, I think they're giving him more than $30 million then. Yeah. Because that's a move. Like, that's not just redubbing some lines or doing CGI tweaks. You know, like, you're literally reforming the film. Yeah, connective tissue. So, again, did a little more research. Apparently Ben Affleck and Zack Snyder are really good friends. And Zack Snyder was the one who pitched his vision of the DC Universe to begin with and wanted Ben on board as Batman. And he was ultimately the one that convinced him. So once Zack left the project, and uh, you know it was uh, Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns kind of mm-hmm. at the head, that's when Ben started to have problems, and that's when he ultimately was like, you know what, I'm kind of done with this. But oh, now that... good for you! <laughs> now that Zack's <laughs> back, Ben's back too. Here's the thing. This is where I think this is all leading. And and we touched on the Michael Keaton thing before about, you know, Michael Keaton's apparently in talks with Warner Brothers to reprise the role of Bruce Wayne in Batman, but we don't know in what capacity. Is it like, he wants you know, to get some nuts, at least. He definitely wants to get some nuts. He ran out of pistachios quite <laughs> a while ago. Um, I think they're doing full, and I think this is smart. I think this is the smartest thing Warner Brothers could do, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think they're going full multiverse. Like, not not just moving forward. I think they're retroactively going to incorporate Christopher Reeve Superman. What the fuck? Tim Burton Batman. All of it. Everything. The fucking Val Kilmer. The George Clooney. All of it. They're going to... I think they're going to retroactively be like, you know what? This is all part of the multiverse. What in the shit? How? How do you propose? <laughs> I mean, um, um, I think I can see the vision. Flashpoint offers a lot of inroads. Definitely, definitely Flashpoint's your central, your, foc- your focal point, right? Because that allows everything to happen. Dude, what if he's just watching the events of the other realities on like monitors and shit? Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. You could have him. You could CGI the Flash into Batman 89. 
Like, you could literally throw him in a scene. Like, they have that technology. It's not hard for them yeah. to do at this point. Yeah. And also, like, look, you know, I got to say, if this is the way they're going, you can hear it in my voice. I am excited because this gives DC the one thing they've been lacking, which yeah. is, like, continuity and, like, breadth, like, depth of character. You know, it's the thing that, that they lack compared to Marvel because Marvel's built this thing over 10 years. Well, now, if they, you know, and it's fudged. It's sure it's fudged. But if they multiverse this thing, well, now mm. you have you have a DC continuity mm. of, like, what, 50 years? Yeah. Since Superman? Yeah. Like... I mean that's that's amazing. What if you what if you what if you grab a the Jimmy Olsen from the original Superman movie <laughs> and flash like flashpoints himself into that dimension and you see Jimmy Olsen and he's super old and maybe Superman has died in that dimension already. Oof. And you and like maybe they they're having problems, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and yeah. you could you could do that. I'll take it a step further. What it presents us is the characters figuring out what the fuck's going on with the audience. Because for all mm-hmm. these DCEU movies, it sort of felt like the audience... There's no dramatic irony. The audience already kind of knows where where it's going to end up, right? It's, oh, well, they need to get the mother boxes, so this needs to happen. So this yeah. fight needs to happen. It, it, it's almost like we're, we're too savvy as a consumer audience. Yes, yes. So they need to fucking swing for the fences. Do something yeah. like this. Yeah, man. I'm, I'll be all on board for that. I'm I'm a hundred percent it. Now, granted, there's only like breadcrumbs of that sort of thing, but I think if you connect the dots, right? I'm doing the Charlie Day on the fucking board right now, but but hey, Sylvia, yeah, because look, look look at what's going on. Okay, Michael Keaton Batman. They're trying to bring him in. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck just resigned. Okay, mm-hmm. so right there, you've got two Batman running around. What are you doing? If you said Seal was on for, like, the soundtrack, I'd be convinced. Oh, I just got chills. I legitimately just got chills. You've got Bat Battinson in the new movie that's being filmed right now and, and put together. Production's the, ramped the, up again. The Matt Reeves trilogy. That's three Batman characters you're going to have concurrently going on? That's bullshit unless you're doing a multiverse. You gonna get that Doctor Who like Christmas special where like all the doctors are together? My only question is this: We already know Marvel's doing a Doctor Strange movie that's called The Multiverse of Madness or The Madness of the mm-hmm. Multiverse or whatever the title is. Mm-hmm. It's one of those two for sure. I'm willing <laughs> to bet your life on it. And whoa, <laughs> <laughs> why well, we gotta go there? What? So now what the issue becomes, and then you've also got WandaVision and, and the hints at that and Loki. Push back a year. Right. But, so who gets there first? Yeah, man. Because if Marvel gets to the multiverse first and then DC does it, then people might be like, you know what? Marvel's already doing, you're doing the same thing. We, we need variety. Mm. I think the one thing that might save Warner Brothers, though, is... If you're able to link this Christopher Reeve Superman and the Tim Burton Batman into what's going on now, you're bringing in all, like, generational nostalgia. So you're bringing in, like, the Gen so Xers. A, that's a powerful, powerful drug. And the baby boomers. And you're getting you're getting the new watchers. You know, you could, you could even say, like, the Joker and Suicide Squad is a different universe from Joker, like, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. 
Brandon you Ruth? Know? You get Brandon Ruth Superman, you know? It's you could do anything. And, and the thing is Sure. Do you say small world or smallville? Smallville. Okay, yeah. The uh, ride. The ride, it's a small world. <laughs> yeah. You get the puppets, <laughs> you get the stale ass water, you accidentally drop your camera in there. So that's Ooh. gone forever. This is before people had their phones, so um <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm psyched. I Look, and maybe I'm building this up out of nothing, in which case, Warner Brothers, you need to pay me. Pay Chris. I'm about to say, you forgot two words. Trademark. Mark. Right, and we should we definitely should have said that earlier because we already know Abrams, or at least writers of articles about J.J. Abrams are listening <laughs> to the podcast. Um, yeah, man, I, I just, this, again, gives you so much opportunity. And you can go back in time in our real history of film and take all the good stuff. Mm. Take all the things that you like. We just talked about how there are good things in Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Mm -hmm. Just cherry pick and then drop it in. It's, I mean, I don't know. They, they have such an opportunity here, so I really hope it goes that way. Anyways, for all of those who are listeners, and we appreciate you so, so very much, please give our Facebook page a like. Follow us on Spotify. Hit that follow button on, uh, on SoundCloud. Uh, you know, really helps us out. Leave a review. We like the reviews, please. Five stars. You won't. Five capes. You five won't. Mass. Whatever you want to say. Prove Chris wrong. Um, Y'all, a lot of times we get a lot of like, we need more DC content. Boom. There you go. First giant chunk of the show is all DC stuff. Mm. On that note, let's bring in a smaller independent and Marvel into the into the foray here today on the show. Uh, my man, what do you got to say about? Uh, here you go. How about how about how about what if like I don't know. What if I told you uh -huh. Predator fought? Uh, I don't know Iron Man. Uh, pre pre predator, 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 like. Like, yeah. I see you in the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like not like those dudes on those NBC specials where that dude's like in their house already. <laughs> not that one. Yeah, hard left. Not the, on one that. That, not the one that hurts your soul. Okay, so I think my take on that would be... What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah, man. What I'm talking about is Marvel gained the license, comic book license, for Predator. So that's already, like you said, five what? alarm fucking da bomb hot wings sauce levels of hot, hot, hot. But I'm going to add to that. I'm adding to it. It's like a fucking QVC commercial here. But wait, there's more? Yeah. Yeah, only three easy payments in 1995, and we're gonna throw in aliens. How about aliens versus the X-Men? Holy shit! How about that? How about the aliens somehow infiltrate the danger room, and the oh X-Men think it's part of the fucking program, but then it turns out it's aliens. Somebody, probably Deadpool's gonna touch the eggs at some point. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. He's gonna be like, is, is Yoshi in there? 
Um, how about that, though, man? Alien and Predator coming from Dark Horse, who has held the licenses for like 30 years, and now they're going to be able to, to mingle with the Marvel crowd. That's a, yeah, that's a recipe for disaster slash awesomeness? Sure. Okay, so I actually haven't given this any, any thought, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah, yeah. All right, you've got Aliens, you've got Predator. You can pick either one or both. Uh-huh. Who do you throw them in with? Off right off the bat, who do you want to see him go up against oh, in the Marvel shit, universe? Uh, fuck me. Um, I think I have to throw a Predator, like a Hunter, like like one of the adult ones, not one of the little yeah. ones that got worked over by the Xenomorphs. Uh, I gotta throw a Predator in an arena type situation with Logan himself. There you go. And see who comes the fuck out. That's good. Apex like Predators, that. both of them. Yeah. You know what I got? I like that? that. I got, but you know what I got? Uh, so, no, I, mean, and, I mean, you you write that comic, you illustrate it, that splash page after splash page of Carnage, oh, them going at each yeah, other. Man, you get like a David Finch on there. <laughs> uh, you I'm get... Like not draw feet. Yeah, I mean, unless, unless the Predator chops him off. <laughs> it's a workaround. That's a, a way of worth a workaround, yeah. So, side note, before I say this, uh-huh. I also did watch Eurovision recently. By the way... Totally fun, <laughs> stupid movie. Eurovision, like the co- the competition. Yeah, I didn't know that was a real thing. I watched the movie and it's a real thing. But it's a movie with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Oh, okay, I didn't know. It was and a they, movie. they they're from I think Sweden, and hmm. they're in this. Yeah, it's a music like a song competition. It's yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. Movie's dumb. It's maybe thirty minutes too long. About to say you might have been better served for just watching the replay of the competition. <laughs> But it's it's actually funny and it's really good. I don't I don't know if they're both doing their own singing. I'm pretty sure Will Ferrell is, but they do a pretty good job. Rachel McAdams is super charming in it. But the standout actor in this film uh-huh. is one Dan Stevens, uh-huh. who you might know from Legion, FX's Legion, the X Men show, yeah, the mutant show, Legion. Right, he's the main character. Dan Stevens plays a Russian. Like a like a Russian sort of aristocrat like playboy character, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking. Man, this guy would be perfect chef's kiss as Craven the Hunter. Oh shit! He would nail it. So he's he's immediately my number one pick for Craven the Hunter mm-hmm. after seeing Eurovision. Okay. Say so also he's very funny in it, and I didn't know he could be this funny. He's he's super hilarious. But that brings me big round tangent back to this, to my original point, which is I would love to see Predator versus Craven the Hunter. Oh, man. Hunter on Hunter action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to see that, but like in a John Wick type of scenario, like they're both going over the same quarry. Oh, okay. Like, Craven's out to get this one thing, and he doesn't know the Predator's out there. And whoever is... It could be fucking Logan, dude. Just, just cross him over. Uh, I want to see some mashups, man. I want to see some... Yeah, yeah! Holy shit! Yeah, uh, y'all don't... Marvel does not need to slow play this. They should just just throw cool shit at us with this. I'm about to say, because when like they got the Star Wars license, they were just kind of fucking balling out of control. Yeah. Like, that... Um, It was that... That game we played a couple episodes back, but like uh, that uh, Darth Vader, Dark Visions, 
ep- uh, right, book. right, the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a fucking like it's a a, a metal fucking vi- music video of Darth kind of coming down and <laughs> just destroying this huge beast on the planet that he has nothing to do with. Yeah, it, they just swing for the fences when you get these like third party licenses like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. It's super great, and we're we have a lot of things to be excited about this week. There's just a lot of potential out there. I, hopefully. Hopefully they reach it, right? That's the that's the important thing. Mm. They gotta they gotta rise to the challenge, okay? The cream at the at the top. They rise to the top. They never eats a pig because a pig is a cop. I bet he got a Terminator like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nice. I wonder if they'll get the Terminator license because that's from that's in Dark Horse too. Oh. At, least, <laughs> at least it was originally. Just they'll, they'll get it, but only um, the Terminator Salvation stuff. <laughs> oh, good for you! That's what we'll tell them when they get it. <laughs> That's exactly what we'll tell them. Um, they got to rise to the occasion, just like we did on the Dork Dad podcast. So we were fortunate enough to be invited onto Lucky's podcast, Dork Dad podcast. You can hit it up at dorkdadpodcast.com. Check it out. It's also wherever you listen to your podcast, including this one. Give it uh, four stars. Ours. Then what? No, man. Give him, give him the five. What do you? Why? Five. Give him five stars. We are in a world where everyone needs the five stars. You're right. You're right. Give him three stars. Oh my God. Ah, uh, please don't. Um, and we talked. We jumped on there, and I got to say, his podcast is a real free form thing. Uh, but like I said on his show, the one thing that I think he does incredibly well yeah holy shit man is he's so good at coming up with these questions <laughs> like these random like questions and being like a formal formal journalist like i can appreciate a good question you know uh he's really good at it he almost destroyed our friendship i think <laughs> and our podcast i feel like that was maybe his ulterior motive is like oh. I, gotta, I gotta bring him down now luckily our bond is strong it's wong strong and nice you know we're fine but like yeah, so we talk a lot about Batman. Again, just if you want more Batman talk from us and Lucky, go over to the Dork Dad Podcast. Check out that episode. Talked about saving uh, some of your percentage on that car insurance payment? Definitely. It's at least, I think we said 5%. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a monumental question asked of us in terms of fandoms that, again, just yep. nearly ripped us apart. Um, so that was really fun, and then and then later that same week, I actually got invited onto Collecting Weekly's After Dark YouTube channel show, and I got to talk about comic books and collecting comic books for like way too long. It sounds for like, like two like, hours. Yeah, like I gave a thesis or something. Maybe three hours. I literally my my like I couldn't speak the next day. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's real. Um, about like how to get into collecting, things to watch out for, scams to watch out for. How to be a maybe, Wednesday warrior. She'll be local. How to be a Wednesday warrior. How to support your local, you know, comic shops. How to not overwhelm yourself. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Spoiler alert: you will get overwhelmed. Everyone does. It's not a matter of if; it is a matter of when. So <laughs> the trick. Yoda on Dagobah right now. <laughs> you hit me. You will be. You will be overwhelmed. The trick is to delay <laughs> the overwhelming uh, transgression as much as you can. 
And uh, but that was really fun. I had a great time being on their show as well. And again, you can find them at uh, Collecting Weekly on YouTube. Um, they also have a, a Facebook group, and uh, everything that they put on YouTube is also on their Facebook. Pardon me, on their Facebook Live mm. uh, video stream. You won't get to see my uh, my charming face. It is literally just a picture of our logo. Because if you want to see this face, you're going to have to pay for it. Is that um, Patreon exclusive? That's a Patreon exclusive. I want to run it back. I want to go back to one of Lucky's questions because I still think I'm completely correct on this one. Okay. Is Are we going to get into a fight? No, no, not really. Okay. The question was, okay. which, would you ra- which superpower would you rather have? Teleportation okay. or flight? You right. said. Teleportation. Which is? Because I, I don't have time. I... Look, man, I'm busy. That's, that's I don't want to be. That's so stereotypically type A personality, dude. I mean, that's me. What are you talking about? In, of course. Out, yeah, I, I like it. It's just like you're, you're trying to navigate like in and out without you a do. computer on board. Where are you yeah. going to end up? That's true. But look, we can extrapolate the flying thing, too. Like, one, are you getting bugs in your face the whole time? Hell yeah. Like, that's why you wear a helmet. Okay, but, like, how do you land without breaking your legs? I wear a parachute, baby. Also, you might get hit by a plane. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're, you really you're, want you're to... Acting, you're you, acting like I'm not going to fly 50 feet above the ground, just enough to avoid most buildings, and just stun on people. You're going to act true. like I'm not flying with a full bladder each and every time. <laughs> just figuring out who's going to get it now. Also, here's the other question. How fast can you fly? Because is it like, can you only fly as fast as, like, you can run? Because, and also, do you get, like, exhausted and tired in the way, like, you do if you run? Because if that's the case, let me tell you something. I'm not flying for too, too long then. <laughs> I'm not I'm not afraid to admit that to the listeners out there in the CBC True. universe. But I'm not going to be up in the air for too long. Like, All it's right, going to so- be a little bit... I might be gliding a lot. Yeah, yeah. What, what, that's the other thing. Like, what's to say I don't like put like an aerof- aerofoil on on myself, right? I don't wing it out a little bit to kind of help yeah. myself, help the cause. What about on the flip side, teleportation? It's got to take a toll, right? I don't know. Does it? You're leaving your massive molecules from this area to put them in another area. Yeah, but they re- they recombine way. in the other area. It's not like you're missing any. Fine. It's just uh, that's got. I mean. The law of thermodynamics still applies. <laughs> sure, I, I mean energy is expunged for sure. I agree. But here's my here's my solution. Here's my solution, and here's why I want the teleportation. Because what's going to happen is, is anytime I need the energy, I'm going to teleport right over to Wonton Garden in Chinatown, uh, uh, New York. Oh my god! And I'm going to get the fact the delicious ass sweet and sour chicken. Which is not anything like the stupid sweet and sour chicken that we get here in Texas, by the way. It's not that, like, breaded, gelled, jelly, syrup bullshit. It's not that. It's so much better. And I'm going to eat that. I'm going to feel nice and full. Probably get some steamed dumplings. Mm. And I'm going to I'm gonna bamf right back out to wherever I need to be. Okay. Granted, if you don't know, like, where you're going to land or if you're going to, like, teleport into a person or a car or something... <laughs> That's obviously very problematic, and you know, in which case, I I don't know how I would do it, but um, if that's not an issue, I don't know. I would I just I ha- you never have to drive, man. You would never have to drive. Yeah, that's really alluring. And the thing is, if I mean, you fly, why? 
if you fly, even if you have a backpack, you can only carry so much stuff. That's cool. You're I can get buy whatever you want to get there. I'm a celebrity because I fly. Everybody knows me. I got I got massive deals out the ass. I think Mikey, I feel like this. Mikey signed me to a lifetime deal. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised here, but I feel like this says something about her personality is retroactive because you're like, yeah, man, I'm a celebrity. Everyone knows I can fly, and, and then you're right. They would totally be all over it. I, on the other hand, would be sneakily teleporting. No one would fucking know I could do a thing. Yeah, but it's not like you're robbing a bank. Unless you I, I mean, or, or do I? <laughs> I don't know why you're taking that off the table. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, man. These are the types of questions, true believers, that Lucky asked us. So please. Dark Dad Podcast. It's great. I want to go back. He's so good. <laughs> or we should, we should. I guess we should bring him on our show, and he can lead the our show and just ask his questions. <laughs> Entertain us, please. I wonder. I wonder if he'll do it. I'm sure he will. He's a nice guy. Okay, let's move on. Superman, who can fly <laughs> and not teleport. So Superman is so badass, but he can't teleport. I would have a power that Superman does not have. Man, he's just trying to stunt on y'all. That's all that is. That's why he wears the underwear on the outside. He's throwing that. He's, <laughs> that's a good point. I was say he's throwing that cellophane S onto people Superman from above. Been a, Superman been a hype beast since the 30s. That's true. That's true. Uh, they're coming out with an animated film called Man of Tomorrow, and we got to see a trailer for it. It's out there. We have it on our Facebook page, which you can hit by going to comicbookcharacterspod.com. And uh, right off the bat, it has as Pa Kent, Neil Flynn, Scrubs his own, and I think he was in what's that show called The Middle? Yeah, yeah, just a pint like a freaking uh, touchstone of of sitcom television <laughs> for like for like ever, man. For yeah, like twenty like, years. Better say 30 15, years. 20 year run. Yeah, <clears throat> he's he immediately gets me into that trailer because I'm like, oh, dude, Neil Flynn, I'm in, I'm in like Flynn. Uh, what'd you think of the trailer? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's. I immediately focused on Lois Lane uh, because <laughs> her, character, her character designer went off the fucking rail on that one. Yeah, it's it's it looks really really good, like animation wise, character design wise. A little bit of keyframe issues sometimes. Um, it's not like to the level of Archer, but it's kind of leaning that way. Animation's expensive. It's intensive. So I understand on that front, but uh, it, it looks like it's does a really good job incorporating some CGI elements. So I don't know. I'm kind of excited for it. Like the DC, the their lane is definitely the animation part. So far, I mean, we've been advocating for them to just pull over the talent from animation yeah. to live action forever. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I thought it looked good. Um, uh, open there. Yeah, I thought that was that was different, right? Lobo? You don't really see Lobo very often. Mm. You bastard. <laughs> Who would you cast as Lobo? If you could cast somebody, you know what? Oh. I mean, the answer is the answer is very, 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 very clearly Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. We've we've said this in the podcast before. Um, I think if I'm if I'm going, um, like, motherfuckers ain't ready for this. I'm going Danny Trejo. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. He's a really he's pretty tiny in real life. They'd have to definitely do some angling with the cameras and stuff. <laughs> some hobbit work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they can do it. It's 
get Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson's Lobos starring Danny Trejo. Oh my God! Get, give me, give me a hundred tickets right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, make, but make the case for not Norman Reedus. Oh, hmm, man, that's really good. Uh, he's too busy being Ghost Rider in the MCU. Oh, that's my case. That's my case. They need to, someone needs to grab him quick. Because whoever grabs him first is going to have a, a real uh, great opportunity there. Whether it's DC or Marvel. Lot, lots of grabbing right. going on there, man. I mean, you know, he's got he's to hold on to that baby. <laughs> about to say, Kojima's was about to make another video game. <laughs> Uh, man, you know, I saw that game for twenty four ninety nine the other day, and I was like, almost. Really? Hold? Almost. Still? Hold. Man. $19.99. $19.99. My, look, man, my video game backlog is almost as big as my comic backlog. Bullshit. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. No, dude, seriously, next time I see you, like, I have an app called CLZ that, that crunch, like, it's a database that, can, like, keeps a list of all the comics I have, but I also have it for music and... Uh, movies course. and video games and oh. it, dude my ps4 one alone is like <laughs> scrolls forever i'm like when did i what why do i when did i get all these games <laughs> i thought you almost said scrolls forever and i was like what fucking game is that <laughs> yeah man that's the new avengers game uh it's the it's the expansion we haven't really talked about that either i guess we could talk about that on another episode yeah, I, I have um, to. I have to do a frame by frame analysis again. It's coming. It's coming on my birthday. We did drop a a pic <laughs> that it was floating around. Oh Hulk! Of Hulk in his face. Oh my god! <laughs> I want. It, it's a, just a, definitely a visual thing. Talking about on the podcast is not going to make any sense. Listeners, please check out our Facebook page where we've posted the picture of Hulk's face in this Avengers game that's coming out. Oh my god. Just what the choices were made? Yeah, it's I don't know. Uh, trying to scroll to find it right now to do the best I can to. Yeah, Kamala Khan's in the game, so I'm kind of like really want to see what happens, sort of thing. <laughs> I want to support that character. She doesn't get a lot of runs, so. Oh no, Kamala's great. It's just man. Are you looking at it now? Yeah, I'm looking at him, and I mean, you could say the usual. He's constipated. He's got something stuck in his pee hole. But I'm focusing. You know what on, I th- I'm focusing more on Thor right now. Oh because, yeah, Thor. Swinging a it's one, of the, one. It's one of those things where like they tried to make them look. They look like okay. So first of all, Kamala, except for Kamala Khan, because she's not in the MCU yet. They look. All the characters look like that scene in Spaceballs where they're chasing down all of our heroes down a corridor. And they're like, we caught them! And they take them to lo- to Dark Helmet. And they're like, we caught them, Lord Helmet. And Rick Moranis turns around and he goes, finally, Lone Star, I've got you. And then and then they turn around, all of the heroes, quote-unquote, and it's their stunt doubles. That's what... <laughs> all of the character models in this Avengers game look yep. like the stunt doubles of the, of the <laughs> MCU characters. And it's also got a bit of that like graphical design where it's trying to look very human. Yeah. Um, but it's not quite there yet, so it just makes it look kind of weird. Uh, 
Um, I, I, I just said we were going to have our take on a different episode, but I guess we just had our take. We're, we'll touch more on it later, though. Unless you got anything else you want to say about it real quick before we move on? I don't know, man. You're touching a lot of things over there. I mean, what are these hands for? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> something that we touched on. <laughs> oh, my God. that. Uh, something we talked about in a previous episode was Zack Snyder regaining the reins to the Justice League franchise in, you know, his, his Zack Snyder's cut. Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be coming out in 2021 and HBO Max. We already talked about earlier how Ben Affleck apparently is signed on to do additional scenes, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, HBO Max released a trailer, a very short teaser trailer um, for Zack Snyder's Justice League featuring Diana Prince. And it's real creepy. A lot of uh, atmosphere in that scene, in the trailer. And then we get just like an ever so distant glimpse of Darkseid. Oh my god. Yeah. Man. Who's that? Who Who's that saying that? that that's, uh, that's, that's Dr. Fraser Crane. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. But he, he's he's all the way in Seattle. He just heard what you said, man. That yeah. after seeing uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, seeing Dark Side kind of hits different. Yeah, oh, he's he doesn't mess around. He's not mess around. He's immediately a Thanos level. I mean, he is in the comics as well. But like, in terms of for the movie viewers, you get just a just a taste of like, oh shit. Like, things are happening. <laughs> this guy could probably kill Superman, and it wouldn't be that hard sort of situation. Um, yeah, looks great. I honestly was surprised at how much I responded to this little teaser trailer. Right. I was already, I was immediately like, oh, shit, is this going to be good? No, 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 no. I don't want to have expectations. <laughs> I don't want to go, I don't want to think this is going to be really good, and then it's not good. Don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> What was your what was your experience with this? It, it wasn't uh, it didn't veer too much towards the Goodwill Hunting uh, take that you you had. Uh, not you, man. Fuck you, man. Not you. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it's um, I think they're doing a good thing by focusing on Diana because yeah. Wonder Woman hit huge for DCEU like none of the other films did, right? Yeah. Take the market. Analysts, or analysis like that, just you know, that's your main character moving forward. That's the cap of your universe. So, um, I, I think the more uh, Wonder Woman you include in the Justice League, the better. Absolutely. I, you know, we haven't heard any word of, um, of, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. Rachel Vice. No, no. Uh, uh, Margot Robbie. Come on, man. I know you know her name. I can't think of it now. It's getting further away from me. Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot, yeah. Uh, I haven't heard anything about her getting any kind of contract extension or for doing reshoots for for Justice League. But I also don't know what her contract situation is. Maybe mm. she's already locked in for stuff. But they definitely, if they're going to bring Ben Affleck into it to some new scenes, you got to bring her in too. I mean, absolutely. you got to pump sure. this movie with as much... Diana Prince Wonder Woman is you can because she's she's fucking gold on screen man she's good 
Uh, it's it's a good thing for them to have her. So keep it up, keep it up. All right, uh, this is kind of more honestly a little bit maybe more for me than any of the listeners, but I wanted I just wanted to very quickly talk about this. I think it's kind of a like, all right. Uh, <laughs> that's a here's the thing. That's a tautology at this point to say that. Sure. I mean, is the whole show just that? <laughs> is a, is a good fair question that Lucky might ask people. Um, <laughs> this question is just for Chris. How many hours have you had to listen to Freddy asking questions about Spider-Man? Uh, I've been counting. My my answer is how how many hours have there been since I've been alive? That's my my answer. This is a question for you. Um, so Spider-Man, the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, which was pretty great and kind of silly in some ways, but pretty great for the time. Not quite as good as Batman. Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not one, I'm not gonna say that. Batman was you're, the you're best. You're about to. It sounds like you're saying that. No, Batman was the best. I'm not taking anything away from that. Batman animated series had Maximilian Zeus over there calling him my dark brother, Hades. <laughs> that's nowhere in Spider-Man. That's true. No, again, animated series is supreme. Primo supreme. So, uh, did I just make up a word? Did I say preem? Preem's not a word. I don't know what that is. My brain, dude. My brain. Uh, quarantine brain. Anyway, 90s Spider-Man is good. It's really good. Christopher Barnes was the voice of that Spider-Man. He was also in the, the very Brady Bunch movie. The article I read, though, ah, man, stupid misleading headlines made it sound like it was a done deal that he was going to be in Spider-Verse 2. Ooh, you got which kind of, if that were the case, that kind of gives you an idea of where they're leaning towards story-wise. Like, oh shit, they're going to go back and, and grab different versions of Spider-Man that have existed in real media, and that would be cool. Like, we've been talking about like yeah. getting Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and whatever. Um, but the whole article was just like, them talking, him talking about like, oh, I would love to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, no shit, man. We know you would love to be in the multi-million dollar film, but, but there is a time, there is a nugget of of awesomeness that I wanted to share. Um, let me see. Here we go. During a quarantine watch party hosted by ComicBook.com in May, producer Christopher Miller, so of Miller and Lord. Uh, Lloyd uh, revealed a drop, a dropped post-credit scene that would have brought together Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield for the first time opposite John Mulaney's Spider-Ham. Wow, that was going to be an original post-credit scene. Originally tagged as too ambitious and too soon, according to Sony executives, but. That kind of shows you where Miller and Lloyd are thinking. Yeah. Which is in the exact right direction that they should be thinking. (laughs) So that's what made that article worth it. That's why I'm bringing it up. Sure, it'd be cool if Christopher Barnes got to be in it in whatever capacity. But the idea that they really are thinking about grabbing these other real media versions of Spider-Man and throwing him into the film is great. That, yeah, that's, um, we talked about it already, like, swinging for the fences, right? <laughs> that's all yeah. what Spider-Man, Spider-Verse did. And that's why it, like, yeah. hit so hard when it did. And that's so why I good. Oscar, so for real. 
Yeah, it's so good. God, that movie's so good. I watched it again, like, maybe a week ago. <sighs> so good. <laughs> it's just never not good. There's not, there's not like, really a part in it where I'm like, oh, this isn't good. What does the bagel say? Like, what, is there a bagel sound effect when the bagel hits the yeah. one guy in the head? Yeah, I think it's his bagel. <laughs> that's, that's the best. <laughs> oh, it's bagel! And there's an exclamation mark. Sort of non sequitur, but... Have you listened to one of those episodes of that um, Scrubs podcast that Zach Braff and Donald Faison have? Where um, I think, uh, I'm blanking on his name now, Bill, Bill Lawrence? Lawrence? Yeah. Did he say that Lord and Miller used to work on as the writers on Scrubs? Yes. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. Well, not only that, they're friends because Bill Lawrence and Lord and Miller, he's the one that got them clone high. Yep. So, Yeah. He's in tight with those guys, which is crazy because they're like, other than like the Russo brothers, I mean, they're like two of the biggest names out there now. Just compatible. Um, I can't believe Disney got in the way of their solo film. Like, <laughs> I don't know that it would have been the right tone or whatever, but they should have just let him have it. Yeah. I, I bet they were. I bet they would have done some really cool shit. Kind of like in the way that they should have just let Edgar Wright do Ant Man. I mean, I get why. You know, Ant-Man's played a pretty pivotal role in the rest of the MCU and having, um, look at us, who knew, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on all the names hey, today. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> not me. <laughs> it's not Adam Scott. What's that guy's name? Sean Evans? No, man, the other guy. Uh, you're talking about, uh, uh, Chris Evans? No, man, the other, the other one. Seth Rogen. Oh man. Paul Rudd, dude. What the hell? Paul Rudd. <sighs> Quarantine brain, man. Quarantine brain. Okay. Paul Rudd. Uh, Paul Rudd obviously is amazing, and so I guess I get why they wanted to kind of guide how that character was going to work in the MCU. But Edgar Wright doing an Ant Man film would have been magic, like pure magic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Lloyd Miller, man, like. I, I'm so psyched for whatever they're going to do with Spider-Verse 2. I absolutely cannot wait. I don't know if I... I don't know if there's a sequel that I'm more looking forward to than that one. Mm. I'm trying to think. No, I think... Yeah, no. There's, I think oh, that's it. Black Panther 2, but... Yeah. That's like that's wait. like way, way down the line at this point. Yeah, who knows, man. All right, moving on. Let's um, light our darkest hour, shall we? <laughs> Netflix is trying to light our darkest <laughs> hour with Unsolved Mysteries, it's now streaming. Uh, no, not all, although I do want to watch that. I haven't seen it yet. I need, I need like a, a, a sound drop for when uh, Robert Stack goes, update, because that was the best part about uh, Unsolved Mysteries. I mean, there was a lot of good parts, but yeah, sure, that was the best part. Are you kidding me? When you already see this, I was like, oh, this is the one, and you kind of like, oh, yeah, I saw this one a couple couple months ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the update yeah. tag, and like, oh, shit, stuff got found out? That spaceship set them back down? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I thought you meant just the sound of him saying it. But you mean like within the context of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, Al, I'm completely uh, with you on But that. if I did have that sound, I would just drop it randomly. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you control your destiny there, sir. <laughs> you, you can make that happen. 
uh, Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy coming to Netflix July 30th. It's apparently a three-part thing. And uh, I gotta say, it looks real, real fucking grim, man. There's Transformers just, like, disembodied and skewered on spikes. Man, you got Optimus Prime over there doubting himself as a leader? That's not what you want from Optimus. That's not from that's not him going from a position of strength if he's doubting himself. <laughs> I feel like that about some real trouble if they're in that situation. It's not I mean, like I mean he's at least introspective, whereas Megatron is like, ooh, all spark, mmm, daddy like. I mean, at least he knows what he wants. I'm just saying, if like Optimus is doubting himself, what's next? He's gonna be like, Bumblebee, you need to lead us now. No! You don't <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> You and Spike are the key to our... No! No, they're not! Y'all gonna die real fast. I heard Lino's been up to some good stuff over there. Oh, shit. Lino, snarf. Nah, you know. Those fucking what, bears, what, dude. What? Oh, yeah. Rob... <laughs> fucking hate oh, fuck. oh, my God. Let me see if I can... I don't know if I can do... Oh man, Robo Bear! Oh my God, <laughs> those damn Robo Bears, man! It's ah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm literally like, if I live to be super old, and even if I get dementia, <laughs> I'm somehow gonna be able to very strongly hold on to the Robo Bears. I know dementia, it. If you get dementia, you're gonna be recounting these MCU stories as if they happened to you. And that's, that's gonna be great. That's that be that's awful. not even a negative. That's that sounds amazing. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the upside of that one. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I had two tacos. <clears throat> fucking Gamora lands the ship right in front of me. There go my tacos. <laughs> Luckily, my friend, my have I told you, my friend, the Hulk, he comes by. He's real chill. You guys, you think you know him. You you don't know him. Uh, and, uh, no, I don't think I do. Uh, yeah, you don't, old man. Wait a minute, you look familiar. Anyway, the Hulk gives me a taco. Made my day. That's America's ass. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Do you think even if when he's older, like, it maybe doesn't wrinkle, like it just stays pristine. There has to be some upside to being a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Transformers looks good, July thirtieth, so very soon, and we'll probably review the show. Um, they do some really crazy stuff in the comics, especially when it went to the UK. So mm. I don't know if they're gonna pull from that storyline or whatever, but we'll see. I would be remiss not to ask a sound drop from you though. All this pod, you've been talking about touching this, touching that. You just yeah. a solid seven minutes talking about Transformers without mentioning the word touch? Yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? Alright. Look, man. You might... I might say it a lot, but honestly, at the end of the day, you've got the touch. There we go. Crowd goes wild. Alright, so as we power on to the next topic, 
J.J. Abrams. Okay, so let's see, how are we going to tackle this? So first of all, first and foremost, Screen Rant article, okay? Mm-hmm. It's on our Facebook page. But we're kind of in a weird, like, cycle, circle of events now. Because the Screen Rant article is on our page. But the Screen Rant article, and you sent me this, clearly listener of the podcast. Like, yep. like direct quote. Do you want? It, do you have it in front of you? The the line? Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, author Rachel Labonte of Screen Rant. Okay. The the article in question has to do with J.J. Abrams coming on to produce a Justice League Dark movie or series or streaming show or television show mm-hmm. with Constantine. Um, where? At the forefront. <laughs> What did we talk about? What have we been talking about for the last few episodes? Uh, possibly then linking it to, like, is, is Keanu Reeves going to come back and so on, and it kind of goes from there. But do, do you have the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I need to click on the more, do I? Uh, no, I don't need to click on more. Uh, no, no, we've been talking about, I think we're the only ones talking about it, too. That, like, you know, Constantine should kind of lead the spear for DC going forward. And, the, and that's all you, man. You were the one that originated the idea. And I, I mean, I'm 100% on board with you. I'm just so, that's you. I'm just so at odds with this. All right. So the direct quote is um, here at the end. It's like one of the last paragraphs. After all, Constantine is a vital member of the Justice League Dark Team, which specializes in a darker, which specializes in darker mystical threats. Yeah. Huh. Where have we heard that before? I wonder. Oh. Oh, oh, oh Wong, is that you? Oh. Oh, the, the, <laughs> I was busy eating the tuna melt, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was the tuna melt is grounded in reality. Whereas Rachel Labonte has invoked the more mystical threats. <laughs> All right, Wong. You stay Wong strong, man. We uh, we love having you, you on the show. More? <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly Rachel does. We do. Um, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, good, good for Screen Rant. Look, we love Screen Rant. Uh, we've talked about the um, the pitch meeting YouTube bits that Screen Rant does. <laughs> Those are fantastic. <laughs> They're so good. If y'all haven't watched them, definitely check them out. But uh, nice to see that, you know, we we uh, appreciate them and they appreciate us yeah, as well. we got fans out there, man. It's great. I mean, it's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have fans. Um, oh, yeah, and on that note, yes, J.J. Abrams doing a Justice League Dark project with Constantine at the forefront is absolutely what we want. We've already talked about this. Uh, having Keanu Reeves come back as Constantine would also be fantastic. You could also get... The guy whose name I can't remember, I want to say it's Matt something or another, uh, that played Constantine in the show. Matt Barnes. He's definitely Matt Barnes. Uh, he also did the voice for the Justice League Dark animated movie. You could get that guy. He'd be great. I think in the last episode I talked about um, uh, my the bigger my role gets, the smaller my range gets. Uh, <laughs> the baby goose? We get baby, we get Gosling in there. You know he could do it. I think just fine. Uh, you could get Dan Stevens in there if you wanted. You, there's a bunch of people you could grab, but the conceit of it, the the whole idea, uh, we're totally on board. Just totally on board with 
Constantine-centric material. And going back to one of our first points of the sh of the night of the show, uh, bring it into the multiverse. You bring in Constantine. He's got magic and stuff. Yep. There's another avenue to multiverse stuff. He can do it. So, there you go. With that, let's get into an old classic of comic book characters. It's time for What Do You Do? Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. How many other comic podcasts are y'all going to listen to this week that drops Fraser references twice <laughs> in one show? I'm guessing zero. Uh, for those that are new to the show or haven't seen one of the episodes or heard one of the episodes with our What Do You Do segment, um, what it is is literally we took it off of TNT's Inside the NBA where they asked Charles Barkley a basketball player's name and he has to guess which team they play for and it's called who we play for and charles barkley is terrible at this game <laughs> you can look it up on youtube there are multiple occasions where he goes zero for however many like he just literally gets zero correct we have also done that on this show oh yeah that happens a lot too but the way this works is chris and i have each selected three characters usually obscure we give each other just the name of the character, and then the other person has to guess what they do. What are their powers, or what is their backstory? And you get a point. If you nail everything, you can get like half a point if you get pretty close, or if you get like maybe just the powers and not the backstory, or just the backstory and not the powers. Uh, it's a little subjective, to be honest. And we're usually pretty kind to one another, but we're both very terrible at this, so... <laughs> It usually doesn't matter. I mean, the fun part and is, like, the, the whole, like, there's so many comic book characters in general that yeah. <laughs> a lot of them get forgotten about or left up by the wayside. So, you know, put the spotlight on them for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the namesake of our show. This is comic book characters. We'd be remiss if we didn't include all of the comic book characters. <laughs> Chris, um, I won last time. Yeah. But... Uh, I think we've always done it where the loser, the, the person who lost on the next one gets to choose. Do they want to go first or do they want to ask first? Oh, how charitable. Uh, well, I think last time I asked you uh, who, what lady cop was and what she do. Uh, <laughs> that was a bust. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask first, man. They'll ask first. Yeah. Okay. All right. So first one up is... Uh, Farah, F-A-R-A. F-A-R-A. Yes, sir. Okay. What's she do? So, okay, what's she do? Oh, yeah, also the show's called What Do You Do, but clearly, uh, you know, it's all genders, it's everything. We just, again, because it's a takeoff of What Do You Do. That's the, yeah, anyway. Uh, Farah, okay, so right off the bat, even though it's not Pharaoh, uh, mm. I'm still thinking Egyptian vibes i'm thinking of farah from overwatch <laughs> who also has like egyptian ties egyptian you know ties and vibes so i'm gonna stick with that i'm gonna say that she's a character that is that is in elegant form 
Mm. Okay, her dress is very elegant, whatever her attire may be. I, I picture bracelets and maybe like gold accents. I picture um, like a wand or a staff of some sort that might be the key to her powers. I suspect that she's going to have some kind of projectile, um, like a force beam projection, either from the staff or from an, from an amulet of some sort. Uh, so she can shoot like late, like energy beams, mm. and um, and yeah, I think that's where I'll leave it. Final hey. answer. All right. Wow. All right. So your answer is, <laughs> but very close. Uh, you mentioned Egyptian stuff a lot. She's Atlantean. Mm-hmm. She uh, is yeah. a. Let's see. Farrah felt ignored by her prince, the Submariner, and saw Lady Dorma as the only obstacle between her and Namor's heart. Uh, Tries to take out Dorma, uh, fails, uh, ends up dying in the same issues he's introduced. So... (laughs) Oh, no! Bells! (laughs) Jesus. That's Incredible Hulk 118, if you're collecting. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, and I forgot, I forgot to mention that. So I also have the first appearance of all these characters, and I feel like what we could do, and it's okay that I forgot for this one, but moving forward, if you want to ask, okay, where does this character's first appearance come from? Mm-hmm. I feel like we should be able to ask, and then, you know, you tell them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so maybe it's a little bit of a hint. And it doesn't, doesn't like, uh, you don't get, like, half a point or anything. You just, you just get the hint if you want, right. if you want. Uh, yeah, no, uh, she just worked over pretty quick. Uh, she's just there to be a villain. Uh, <laughs> uh, just like a lot of us. Yeah, she, she <laughs> is kind of dressed, you know, as a princess, so you're halfway there. Okay, well, uh, I mean, it sounds like I wasn't that close. So I'm, I, I feel that zero points for that one is... Fair enough. On point. Okay, your first character... Uh, here we go. ...is... Katza. Excuse me? Katza. C-U-T-Z-A. Oh, no. Katza. Katza. <laughs> okay. And I'll actually help you a little bit. Because his full moniker as the character that he is, and I am saying that it, it's a guy. Uh-huh. It's Katza, the living eraser. Oh, wow. Oh, whoa. All right. Hmm. So that might help you, but it might not. It might might not. I think I had my idea kind of locked in already. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm working off a completely, like, transmetropolitan vibe here. But (laughs) Katza is a guy, uh, probably his name is, like, um, uh, Richard Levinson or something like that. He's from, like, he's from Queens. He's always trying to do these get-rich schemes. He, um... Of course he lives in his mother's basement. He has, like, a grip of Ginzu knives uh, that he bought off of the QBC because it's a bargain, right? And he's going to flip these. He's going to turn it around. installments, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. He, and, and he linked, and he's and he sort of, like, he's got the cor- ser- serrated. He's got non-serrated ceramics. Uh, so he's, he's uh, guns for show, knives for a pro. Cutso rolls at least 12 deep on each side of his trench coat. Um, wow. And he's just out there, man. He's just out there living the dream. At first, he was selling them. He's trying to flip them. Is that the dream? The, okay. This is the dream. Some dreams are okay. nightmares. Believe you me. 
right? You don't buy, he cuts you. I, okay, so first of all, just that's a big fat zero. But, but, I think you just pitched a new comic, Cutsa, the American Nightmare. Number one, coming to your local comic store this winter 2020. Let's get that ball rolling, please. Please. I want that storyline, 100%. Okay. Katsu the Living Eraser was an agent of the Supremacy, the ruler of Dimension Z. So not, oh. what did you say, Brooklyn? Or yeah, I know, Queens. Queens, not Queens. Uh, he was sent to Earth to abduct scientists to build nuclear weapons for their armies. He kidnapped several scientists, including one Henry Pym, uh. the hero known at the time as Giant Man. Pym's partner, the Wasp, who had secretly been brought to Dimension Z as well, as well, freed the scientists and Pym, and together they, they defeated the Living Eraser and returned to Earth. The Living Eraser later staged a coup against the Supremacy and took control of Dimension Z for himself. He returned to Earth to steal nuclear weapons, but was attacked by Morbius, the living vampire. When the Thing intervened, Morbius sent them both to Dimension Z, where they were put in prison. Aided by the Supremacy, they freed themselves and returned to Earth, where they defeated the Eraser. Uh, his powers include the Dimensionalizer. The Living Eraser wow. uses a device which can transport people to other dimensions, primarily between Earth and Dimension Z. As the Dimensionalizer passes over a surface, it turns it invisible, making it appear as if the victim is being erased. When the entire surface has been transformed, the being or object is transported across dimensions to its destination. First appearance, Tales to Astonish, number 49. <laughs> Fair enough. It's, he had a whole arc and shit. He was... He was bad. Yeah, he came back. He had a sequel. He's, he didn't want to done it like uh, Pharaoh over there. I mean, color me disappointed. <laughs> disappointed! He didn't cut anybody. No, he didn't. That's what I was saying. The name is kind of misleading. Mm. mm mm Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait to do this next one. Are you going to have to, buddy? Right. Because for you, I have your next character for what he do. It is Saint Car Crash. <laughs> oh, Saint Car Crash. Mm-hmm. I said what I said. Okay. All right. Saint Car Crash is... A streetwise kid named Johnny O'Malley. <laughs> it's already better than what this is. <laughs> Who, despite wanting to do his best to impress his mother, his sweet dear mother, ma. and to be a good son. Ma! What do you want? Ma! Johnny, please be good, Johnny. Ma, I'm doing the best I can. Come, come. Johnny O'Malley. Try the mutts, it's fresh. He gets in with a, a local youth gang and goes down the wrong path. Uh -oh. He gets into into fast cars and faster women. <laughs> the American dream. Unfortunately, one day he goes a little too fast for his own good, and he dies tragically in a terrible car accident. But then, 
as he's dying, he repents all his sins, and God hears him and gives him a second chance. Okay, hard left. All right. As a spirit, as Saint Car Crash. Oh. And what he can do now is anytime there are youths, preteens, teenagers. <laughs> driving or being passengers in cars of ill repute with drugs being done or or the devil's music being blared far too loudly before before tragedy can strike Saint Car Crash possesses the automobile and guides them to safety and retribution wow that is my final answer. <laughs> <laughs> that answer is... Dead! Man, I, I'm almost leaning towards like half a point because you guys, you said gang leader. You follow, you guess, he becomes a gang member or whatever? Joins a gang? Yeah, I did say so. Gang leader is like one of his occupations. Oh. So... I kind of think that is half a point. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a... For you there. Um, okay. Man, so Car Crash was the leader of the Priory of Iron, and he was hired with his entire gang from Payne Northridge to be his bodyguard uh, in case of retaliation by Steel Rain that punctually happened. Steel Rain initially killed all the members of the Priory and finally clashed with Car Crash, who managed to defeat him, uh, leaving him dismembered. Clash with Car Crash is great, by the way. <laughs> leaving Car Crash dismembered of all his bionic limbs and unable to move. Uh, this was from 2099 Unlimited, number nine. Again, one and done. Um, <laughs> Warren Ellis don't like don't like to let him live too long. Um, he's got a bionic left eye and retractable adamantium claws. Oh wow! I feel like those would be handy. You only could make it one issue with the claws. Yeah, guess That's, so. Uh, I mean, dude, you're not doing all, you're doing the least there. <laughs> Are you a big wheel winner? Maybe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh man, I really, uh, I really enjoyed trying to come up with the answer for that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit, man, that almost claimed me. I don't, uh, I, I, I've been so di uh, like diligent in avoiding the Rona. That cough just made me think I might have it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We might have to workshop that character out though. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny him... what the fuck did that come from? Yeah, you're welcome. So we have St. Car Crash, Johnny O'Malley, and then um, the the American Nightmare. Cutsa. <laughs> Cutsa, the American Nightmare. So we've got two in the stable. TM. For TM, whatever trademark. is coming up next. Wow. Trademark. Oh, yeah, trademark. <laughs> the hardest of the marks. Oh, my God, dude. I have been. This is. Yeah, yeah, hit me with it. In prepping for this show, this has been my most, like. Eagerly anticipated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your character. <laughs> Your character. Mm hmm. Is. Armless Tiger Man. Uh, dude. Ah, uh, dude. I feel like I had this figure as a kid. Oh, I feel dizzy. I feel like this is a Tekken character. Do you want to know the issue he comes from? If you think it'll help. I mean, I don't know if it will, but do you want to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the armless, armless tiger man yeah fuck me first appeared in marvel mystery comics number 26 <sighs> we're about to take a journey in the mystery right here my god Sydney Williamson <laughs> was born in Brooklyn. Oh, oh, every every weekend in the summers, this pa took him to do two things: fucking slam dogs on the corner and go to the circus. He grew up loving the lion tamers. When he grew up, though, it was the depression. There weren't no lions around. Them big cats cost money to get on them boats. There were, however. A lot of tigers. So, Sydney went down to the zoo to try and start taming the tigers. Like he saw every weekend. Right. He got a fold- Aspirational. He had a folding chair, though. He didn't have a stool. So, immediately, tiger, on him, heartbeat, rips those arms right off. Sydney, you can't keep a good man down. Uh, he, he, he's so full of vim and vigor, so hot-blooded that his arms, his flesh was ripped away, but his blood remained. And with the power of the tiger infused into his arms, his blood arms, his phantom blood tiger arms. Yeah. See, Williamson roams the night, roams the night in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Ripping the arms off any perpetrator comes across. Stuff dogs oh. into their mouth as a calling card. He is the armless tiger man. <coughs> oh my god. Oh man. That is. We need to start our own publishing company, clearly. <laughs> clearly. This is what this is telling me. Unfortunately, Sydney. Is not a match for Armless Tiger Man. My boy, my son, my sweet son. Your son. Where's Walt? <laughs> God, if you would named him Walt, I would have died. <laughs> I would. I probably would have just killed over. Armless Tiger Man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can, is you Eric can see him though, right? I mean, with the blood arms. Oh, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Eric Hertz. Worked in a mechanical laboratory in Munich, Germany during the 1940s. One day, his arms were caught in a machine and were amputated. Surviving the experience and given reading material on how to operate day-to-day using only his mouth and feet. Wow. (laughs) Hertz developed a hatred of all machines. (laughs) And began honing his skills and working himself to his peak physical level. <laughs> As the armless tiger man. What the fuck? Where did the tiger come from? What the fuck is this? Tiger electronics? <laughs> As the armless tiger man, Hertz used his enhanced strength to wreck machinery in Nazi Germany. With his feet, dude. It, I told you already. To wreck machinery in Nazi Germany. Captured by the Nazis, they learned of Hertz's hatred of machines and sent him to the United States to undermine their defense efforts. 
I'm not done. <laughs> Armless. Armless Tiger Man is well skilled in using his teeth and feet in place of his amputated arms. He, he has he has sharpened his teeth into fangs to use as weapons, and he has above average strength in his feet, allowing him to bend steel with his feet or mouth. His t- <sighs> his his toes. <laughs> oh my god. I can hear how this sentence concludes because it just started with his toes. I wait, I got time. Wait, I got time. <laughs> Fucking hell, somebody down 9 oh, 1. Down nine, one. My boy's going through it over My there. My boy's going through it over there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Any, any survivors? Any survivors? <laughs> oh, oh my god. Still standing? Still standing? Uh, I I died, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to do a hard you reset? Do a hard reset? <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. Oh my god. I uh, I kind of blacked out for a second there. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got lightheaded. It's about the fucking toes. <laughs> I got light. That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> I got. I got. I seriously got lightheaded, and then, and then I, I found myself on the ground. I'm not even wow. joking. Whew. Going through it. I don't. <laughs> Tell me what them toes do, though. What, 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 okay. Toes? Okay. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure I bruised a rib. It's totally worth it. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, his toes are very dexterous, allowing him to throw daggers with them. Fuck out of here. All right. Weaknesses. Although made up... Tripwires. Any tripwire. Oh. He can't get back up. <laughs> <laughs> although made up for by his, although made up for by his mouth and feet skills, armless Tiger Man is handicapped due to his lack of arms. Christ Almighty! <laughs> Holy shit, dude! I've I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in my life. <laughs> I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> we lost you. <ya. laughs> Oh, man, I don't know if I should edit that out or just leave it. You better leave that in. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh, man, I'm lightheaded. Okay. This is. These are the links we go through for you. Yeah, I have a, I'm pretty sure I have a bruised rib. <coughs> oh, man, totally worth it, though. I don't know what happened, man. Jesus. Those, just reading that toes line... Claim me. Oh my God. Uh, I right. heard it, yeah. So no, no points for you. I fell out of my chair somehow. I was on the ground. That's the last... I don't... I'm like, there's a chunk of time missing. <laughs> That's going to be fun to go back and listen to. All right. Uh, so zero points. Yeah. I'll hit, I'll hit, myself, in, I'll, I'll hit myself again. <laughs> With one of those. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I, I don't even. Should we just end it? I mean, how am I going to follow that up? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you, uh, no, 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 no. I don't know What's if this the... guy has it. Uh, but you're next. Your third and final for what he do is yeah. uh, Ilgich. Ilgich. I L. I think maybe it's I I. I think it's I L. I L G Y C H. Okay, can I get the first appearance for Ilgich? Yes, sir. Uh, oh, you're gonna love this. Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four number one. <clears throat> oh shit! Came out in June 2007. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, I do know what issue that is. That's the that's the Future Foundation era of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm pretty sure. But um, uh, man, Ilgich. Okay, so uh, all right, putting in that time frame, I'm gonna say Ilgich. Is um, a, like a like a like a futurist um, who is is one of, one of these one name guys. <sighs> yeah, he's like he's really good at like encryption and technology, and he's found a way to. He's been trying to um, to hack the the. Uh, Baxter building mm. and he's trying to infiltrate it to, to gain the secrets of um, of you know Reed Richards and, and the rest of the crew and um, he's actually he's he's he doesn't have any powers he has the powers of being a dick <laughs> and he's very wealthy so he actually ties up the Baxter building in a bunch of litigation and he finds like loopholes oh, to oh. be like you don't have the proper building permits for this laboratory to be on, you know, it's too close to a school zone. And I'm going to take over the building. And that that's his whole plan. So, I mean, he just has, again, the powers of just being a relentless asshole. Just real kind of Age of Ultron, Tony Stark. Is, can we buy that building before I crash into it kind of vibe? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that is... <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, Ilgich, current alias Imperator, um, kind of sounds like an accountant, so you might not be too far off. Let me t- let me see what you think about after this brief description. The Imperator was first spotted by Spider-Man and the Impossible Man in Central Park, working for the symbiotic Homogen. Uh, he usually sent drones across the galaxy to find a su- to find suitable homes and the initiated a- and the initiated the merging. Maybe that should be and initiated the merging as efficiently and quickly as possible. Uh, the Imperator was the only one capable of successfully repelling the merge. Uh, Ilgich accepted to become Imperator to save his own planet from the Homogen. Sounds like a middleman. Looks like he's doing some scouting for like real realty. By the way, man, I will send you a picture later of Armless Tiger yeah, Man. Yeah, you, you need a, you're, I need you're, to... You're gonna lose it. You're gonna lose it. Oh, my God. It. I will say this for Ilgich. My dude has the face of a lion, uh, but the body of a man, he's some sort of alien dude. I don't know. Okay. Well, I get zero points for that. I mean, that's... <laughs> a, but, I mean, why Why is my question... <laughs> I mean, I guess they're under a deadline or whatever. All right, man. I'm leading half a point. I, this always... I can't tell you how many times it's come down to right. half a point is the leading score. 
<laughs> oh boy. All right, your last character. You got to get at least half a point <clears throat> for this one. Three fourths to win. Three fourths to win. One point whilst to win. Your character's name is Gamecock. Oh, dude. <laughs> um, too much to ask for the first appearance? Oh, no. Captain America issue 183. Okay. Gamecock. I'm going to disclude the, the possibility that he might be affiliated with the University of Southern Carolina. Like, that's just right out. Um, but he's not too far off. He's kind of literal. Gamecock is kind of a gritty, realistic take. As much as Cap could manage back in those days of Foghorn Leghorn. Um, he's got a huge, puffy upper body, uh, head of a rooster. Um, mm-hmm. And he kind of like just playing chess and parcheesy in the park. Uh, he Stuff happens around him. It's none of his business. Why, why should it bother him? He's just playing his games with his pals. Sydney and... <laughs> John and uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy O'Malley. Johnny O'Malley. With Johnny and Sydney, he's just playing games in the park. But of course, you know, when push comes to shove, you got to shove back. So, Gamecock, if you mess up his game, that's when he loses his shit. And he is about to get Sydney dead to rights in the checkmate. Um, there are still pawns on the board for crying out loud. Bad guy bumps into the table, messes it all up. Gamecock goes into the fury, and it, it, just the blinding flash of white rage, and um, just take, take, takes him, flaps him down, uh, pecks, pecks him, pecks him in the pecker. Gamecock doesn't know how to fight. He only fights dirty. Uh, <laughs> he's arrested um, quite, quite quickly by Captain America because you can't just do that to a man. Yeah. Only last juice. Okay. This is a bit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I, I'm going to tell you right now, you absolutely get at least half a point because Ooh. the dude is dressed up like a giant fucking rooster. So, I mean, that you nailed that part. <laughs> Let me tell you the description, and then you tell me, you know, we're, we, we, uh, we, we play by honor rolls yeah. here. Um, you tell me if you think you deserve the other half of the point. Gamecock, a minor antagonist who clashed with Captain America Ooh. a couple of times. Years later, he was involved in a domestic dispute with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, man. Asp Venom blasted him. For the New York Police Department, so as to not interrupt Diamondback's date, and miraculously, Gamecock managed to elude death at the gun of the Scourge, uh, Scourge of the Underworld, at Madripoor's Bloodsport competition. Gamecock was seemingly killed by Puma. However, he eventually turned up alive in Harlem. So, mm. where did you put him? Uh, was he in Queens? He was in the park. He was in Central Park. He was in New York. Yeah. Okay, I mean, but that's not far. That's pretty good. He turned up alive in Harlem and later became a member of Alex Wilder's new pride. Oh, shit! Though it was soon revealed he had only done so as an undercover informant due to the fact that the police were leveraging custody of his daughter in exchange for his cooperation. My God. He... Powers. This is all it said. He has above average strength in his legs. (laughs) It's a real through line for these last two characters. (laughs) <laughs> so you're at least tied 
You tell me. Is there me. a picture of him? Does he is he wearing like a varsity jacket? And like jeans? Nah, he's wearing like a he's wearing like a fucking rooster costume. Okay, so full on rooster costume. Like full on like furry uh, rooster costume. I had an anthropomorphized kind of like a chicken boo type of character in mind. Uh-huh. Uh all right, so but antagonist to Captain America? I did say he's on the wrong side of the law on that one. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I think you got it. I I think that's I think he's pretty close. And you said he went to a fury. He's domestic abuse. That's a fury. He lasted more than one issue. It's not what you want. You did throw that in. (laughs) All right, man. I think that means the winner of this edition of what he do is Chris. Oh, man, I'll tell you, the winner is not my head. Yeah, man, you all right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm fine. I might have a bump on my head, and I'm pretty sure, again, I really do think I might have bruised, bruised the rib. When you when you uh, I, to the I, part that you missed because you fell on the fucking ground, uh, you'll hear why you need to keep I it. I blacked out. Was you'll that? hear why you need to keep it because it's just me on the wriggling on the, <laughs> on the hook right there. Like, do I need to go get him? Was he all right? <laughs> How long was it was that going on? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Here. It said yeah. connecting for a second. Okay. Uh how long was that going on for? The reconnecting? It was just after I stopped uh I, I said like wriggling on the hook. No, no, no. How long was was me like oh. passing out from laughing or whatever? I think you actually I was like kinda waiting for a response for a good twenty, twenty five seconds. Uh, okay. I did hear not like, too, too long. I did hear sounds of life. There's shuffling, like maybe the chair moving out of place, or maybe you putting the headphones back on or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm really did. I I I passed out for a second, Uh-oh. like from laughing. Whew. Oh, just tiger arm anyway. Man. Armless tiger man. Armless. Armless tiger man. Fucking almost claimed me with his no arms. He's armless, not harmless. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, before we wrap up shop this week, we want to thank all the listeners for tuning in every new episode and interacting with us on our Facebook page. Please be sure to hit us up on our Gmail account at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Um, leave us a review. Five stars, please. You won't. Check out our guest appearance on Dork Dad and on Collecting Weekly After Dark. And um, as always, the big wheel winner of the week is coronavirus. No. You can brave enough to give you fire. Are you sure it ain't passing out from laughing too hard at your own fucking joke? <laughs> I didn't write it. I I didn't write like that description. Whoever wrote that, his toes are very dexterous. I mean, come on, man. But again, you haven't seen the picture. I think yeah. if you saw oh, the picture, yeah. it would be worse. Like for you, uh, no, it's it's still coronavirus. I'm a close second or third behind Jeremy Renner and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like per, per, persistent silver, silver medal winner for his own award. Yeah, yeah. First loser for his own award. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but but as always, for now, the fortress of Potitude is closed, and we love you all three thousand. See you in a minute. Whatever it takes. Stay Wong strong. Whatever it takes. Wong strong. Mm-hmm.